Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Excitement. We're so remote. We are. Your your green room looks exciting. Oh, this is not. This is a hotel room. Oh, this so is, is my, mine. This is my night off. We're both hoteling. Yes. We're Literally. hoteling. Literally. Oh. The idea of hoteling. Yes, we're hoteling. Hoteling. It's quite good. Well, Stevie, how have you been? I'm win well, thank you. I'm in Arizona currently. Ah, Arizona. Talking all about podcasts with podcasting people. Which is quite fun. Oh, it's had, lovely. It is lovely. And I've had to distill. They're like, so what are your podcasts? And I say, oh, well, I have, a, I have a Star Trek After Show podcast, which is quite fun. It's quite fun oh. to say that. Yeah. I have to say, the guitar player in our band was very impressed that we do a Star Trek uh, podcast. Mm. I said, yes, we do. It's, it's our own thing. We built it. And he was like, whoa, are you serious? <laughs> and I was like, yes, it's very simple. He's quite a cool guy. That means That means a lot. I'm just saying, we're on the up and up. We're like getting cooler and cooler. Mm, I like that. How have you been, my friend? Oh, I'm here in Birmingham, Alabama, where uh, it was hot all day and it's going to be hot all night. That's how it's going. Hot and sweaty evenings in Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham, Alabama. Mm. Well, it is Stardate. Three, two, one, zero, one, zero, one, four. We are discussing, at long last, Lower Decks, Season 2, <gasps> Episode 10, the season finale, uh, entitled First First Contact. And it's been a long road getting from there to here. Getting from there yes, to here. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, never gets old. Never. No. Uh, it doesn't get old. It's uh, forever young. Well, it's a great episode. Let's get into it in our various time zones and see what happens. It's time to run it down. Can you run it down for me? What just happened? Can you run it down for me? Now, there's no reason to get excited. It's just the season finale. I'm sure it'll be, you know, a little episode where something happens and everyone smiles and hugs at the end. We begin with Cerritos at a starbase. They are meant to accompany the USS Archimedes, which is, you know, a galaxy-class ship, I think. Uh, it's Captain Freeman's old friend is the captain of that ship, Captain Sonia Gomez, whom I believe we met mm-hmm. in Season 1. They're going to do some first contact in the LOP system for the Lapirians. And uh, Cerritos is going to be accompanying them. They will be positioned outside of the system because there's like a weird planetoid in the system that they're worried about. And they just want to take every precaution. And then uh, the Admiral, who I believe is Admiral Freeman, Captain mm-hmm. Freeman's husband, says, well, and I think it's time to celebrate. And they have something to uh, have congratulations about. Well, what could it be? We don't know. Uh, 
Meanwhile, on the Cerritos, Mariner runs into the Andorian Jennifer, with whom she has had uh, enmity uh, for the entire season. Jennifer. Jennifer. And uh, drops him for contraband. And she's like, oh, try not to tell on Ransom about my contraband. And Jennifer's like, I won. And she's like, try not to think about me all the time. And Jennifer's like, I don't think about you at all, Mariner. And Mariner's like, think about me all the time. Uh, but as she's cleaning up, she overhears Captain Freeman coming in and talking to Sonia Gomez. And apparently Captain Freeman is being promoted to a new ship and will not be able to take all of her staff, not even all of her command staff. Uh, and so Sonia Gomez uh, cautions her to be ready to make some, quote, tearful goodbyes. So Mariner runs in on the other Lower Decks crew who are doing a bunch of work. Uh, Bloimler is actually making a banner for Captain Freeman Day because he is a complete and she tells everyone you know that this is going on and captain's gonna leave us and and isn't even upset and they're all sort of like happy for her like oh she's a great captain she deserves to be promoted uh side note rutherford's implant is throwing up a bunch of caution things that's making it hard for him to see but uh they don't have anything they can do about it at that point as they're talking mariner realizes that the command staff doesn't know about Freeman's promotion yet because it's been kept a secret. So she is going to go tell them in order to make them upset in order to basically create a huge row with the captain. Uh, Tendi gets an alert that Dr. Tiana wants to meet her in the sick bay. And she thinks the doctor is mad at her and Rutherford thinks she's overthinking it. And he's like, you know what? I think you're going to be fine. You're great. in sick bay. So it'll be great. Mariner busting on Ransom Billups from Shacks in seven forward. That's what I call it because it's a smaller ship. And she tells him the deal, basically. Cerritos and Archimedes, they leave Spaceport. Gomez gives her salutations to the Cerritos. I'll see you in the LOP system. Uh, and Captain Freeman's like, all right, warp me. And then the senior staff is like super like passive aggressive about it. They're very upset. Jackson Ransom, Mariner's dropping hints, and then finally it comes out that they know that she's getting promotions. She's not necessarily going to take all of them, so Freeman has to get them all rounded up and meet her in the ready room and just go to warp already. Tendi goes in to see Dr. Tiana and overhears, just a lot of overhearing in this episode, uh, overhears Dr. Tiana basically looking at her, her like Starfleet profile thing and talking to someone else and saying like, yeah, she's just not cut out for medical and then deleting it. And Tiana, uh, uh, Tendi gets freaks out and runs away. So Captain Freeman's in a ready room with the, the command staff and Mariner. She's confronting them. They're super upset. And she's like, I don't necessarily know. I'm going to be able to take all of them with you. And everyone's really mad. Freeman says it's not official yet. So don't get all freaked out. Billups completely freaks out and drops a huge amount of profanity. <laughs> Mariner asks who the new captain's going to be. And Ransom's like, well, I think it's obvious it'll be me. I'm, I'm Ransom. I'm number one. Freeman says they're actually going to be bringing on someone new. Everyone is shocked and upset. Mariner is gleeful that things are going terribly. Tendi, meanwhile, runs to find Rutherford. She's worried that she's going to be transferred. She's super sad. And Rutherford says, I have a great idea, even though his implant is super screwed up. He's like, why don't we go to all the places on the ship that you love the most? And we'll see them for one last time before you have to go. Archimedes arrives in the lop system. Tendi and Rutherford visit their various places in the warp cord. They see Dr. Tiana come in and they go and hide in the Jeffries tube where they first hung out and watched that like pulsar happen, like season one. Uh, Rutherford has a great idea about where they should go next. Somewhere off limits. Another cliffhanger in this episode. So we don't know exactly where they're going to go. Meanwhile, the senior staff is still complaining. They get sent back to stations. There's a red alert. 
Are we doing the red? You have the red alert thing. So we do. We rarely get to red alert. I know we don't get to. Sorry, I was not. I was not ready for the. Oh wait, it's the wrong one. Let's try this one. I love it. Red alert. There we go. Red alert. The Lapirian sun has emitted an unpredicted solar flare. It heads right into the uh, unstable planetoid. The planetoid blows up. The shockwave is full of like magnetronic, biolithic, blah 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 radiation. Dip dorp dibbly dip. And it hits the Archimedes straight on with strange energies. And the Archimedes gets completely dead in the water, gets blown back by the shockwave. All the systems go out. The backup power cells are down. The ship systems are overloaded. They're moving with momentum and the Lampyrian gravity well. And so now their first contact is about to become a first crash tact. I came up with that. It's not that good. Con crash? Con crash. They're going to crash if they don't do something. Meanwhile, on the Cerritos, they see that the Archimedes was hit. Uh, the planet toyed was full. Oh, I wrote it down. Radiolytic isotopes. Ooh, they're magnetic. 20 minutes till impact. Can't use the tractor beam. They can't use the deflector dish because of all the debris. It's so magnetic. Everything would cause the ship to also be in the same condition. Freeman asks for suggestions. Even Mariner. Even when Freeman says, break all the rules, what can we do? Mariner's like, I don't know. So Freeman heads for the captain's yacht, the cool, sexy... Uh, I feel like we haven't seen a captain's yacht in quite some time, but uh, did Archer have one, like a fancy shuttle that like just looks cool, but it's still a happy shuttle? I don't recall. This is the first time I remember hearing about a captain's yacht. Someone had a yacht. I don't know if it was Kirk or Archer. Anyway, it's a, it's so stupid. But anyway, she's going to her yacht, and Mariner's going to try to stop her because the yacht has the same sort of like uh, uh, shields as the ship, and it'd be dangerous for her. Uh, turns out the place that Rutherford was suggesting that he and Tendy go hang out that was off limits was the captain's yacht. They're down there eating ice cream. They go and hide. Mariner and Freeman are in there arguing. Freeman, uh, Mariner's telling she can't do it. Uh, Freeman orders Mariner off the yacht, but Mariner won't go. Freeman's like, why do you act like this? And Mariner says, because she's a Kirk-style free spirit and her mother knows it, and that's why she's always saved her from getting a, Kurt, a court-martial. And then Freeman d- drags the knife in. She says, you're not Kirk. Because you lack confidence. She says, Mariner used to have confidence. But now, she, the only thing she's confident about is that everything has to be a fight. Uh, and that she has to learn how to drop her defenses and make some allies in order to be a better officer. Uh, Rutherford and Tendi here are overhearing this. That gives an idea. He barges in. He basically says the ship has to drop its defenses like Mariner needs to. If they drop their shields and remove the outer hull then the inner hull wouldn't be like it wouldn't attract the isolytic radiation, and they would be able to go save uh, the group of the Comedies. But they would need the whole crew working around the clock to get all the shielding off and all the hull plates off in order to then have just enough time to go save the Archimedes. It's classic Star Trek. It is classic Star Trek. It's classic Star Trek. And so Freeman gets calls, gets on the horn. She tells every officer to go to their stations, and she exclaims, Cerritos strong. Might as well have had a bloody hashtag. Right? It is a hashtag. Uh, I mean, I hope they make a shirt that says hashtag Cerrito Strong. I will buy it if you're listening. Uh, Mike McMahon. Um, The crew works. It's like a nice montage of everyone working to get everything, get all the stuff off the hull. And Rutherford's working, but he's still getting a ton of error messages. And Billups actually comes over and checks it out and says, hey, you know, your storage is maxed out. And we find out that Rutherford has been saving three copies of every memory he has with Tendi because last year he forgot her after he had his 
your plan ripped out by Shax uh, in order to save his life. Phillips basically says, it's only going to get worse until you free up some space. Uh, they open up the bridge to hard vacuum because they can't see it. They can't have that there. And so everyone on the bridge is going to have to wear a suit. And, and I wrote Rutherford, but I meant Ransom. He's going to fly it the old-fashioned way with the thing on your face with the grid. It's like very Tron-esque. Uh, meanwhile, Gomez and the crew are really working hard to try and come up with solutions in a classic Star Trek way. And the captain hasn't had any sleep. And they're like, you got to sleep, captain. And she's like, in seven hours, I'll take a break no matter what happens. Uh, but eventually they get the Cerritos almost completely naked. Mariner and Freeman are still arguing, and actually Mariner tells Freeman that she never Freeman that she never wants to work with her mother again and storms off. One of the hull plates, just a single one, is still attached. And they're not going to be able to release it manually in time. So they're going to have to go in with it. And so everyone goes inside. Cerritos heads into the debris field. Rutherford's still having trouble seeing. He eventually decides, you know what? I'm going to purge these redundant files. As he does it, he gets all the visions of Tendi that he has. And also strangely a vision of being operated on and two people talking over him and saying what if they ask why he has it and they'll say oh they think it's just an elective and then they drill and then he's like oh yeah well uh, i got rid of all those memories and i think i saw something i wasn't supposed to remember but anyway we got to get that plate off so rutherford collects the lower decks crew they head to cetacean ops which is basically two small whales that do navigation i guess named cumulo and matt <laughs> Uh, Rutherford is able to speak to them. They have a weird thing for Rutherford. Maybe it's not weird. It's normal. It's space. Uh, basically, there's a control node at the bottom of that pool down a thing. And if they can get to it and pull that thing, then they're going to be able to release the hatch and be able to go in without having to worry about it attracting all the debris. Mariner says she's going to head down, but she's still super upset about the captain and she's acting super weird. And Boiler mentions that the captain needs her support now because things are going crazy. So they all gang up on her and say, listen, we're your family and we'll always be there for you. Now go to the bridge and apologize to your mother. She goes, you know, guys, you're right. They send Boimler down to swim and open up the clamp. He gets to the clamp. He's able to release it so the Cerritos can fly through the debris field, even though they still have to dodge huge asteroids. Uh, Mariner does make it to the bridge, apologizes to her mother. They make up. Uh, Boimler realizes that his suit was torn as he was swimming when he pulled the thing out. And so he doesn't make it back to the hatch. He basically passes out in the water. The cetaceans save him. They throw him up on the deck. The time to get him to sick bay. Tendy's there. She works on him. She brings him out of it. Cerritos is crashing into debris. They crash into one big thing. Mariner goes flying out the window. She's going to be lost in space. She's unable to grab hold of the ship. And just at the last minute, as she's about to sail off into her doom, she's caught by none other than Jennifer. Jennifer, the Andorian, <laughs> who says, "You know, Cerritos wrong." Uh, Tendy revives Boibler. Uh, and the Archimedes is sailing into the atmosphere. The Lapirians are seeing it, and they think it's just like kind of a cool thing. Everyone braces for impact. They say they're going to stay with their captain. It's been an honor, all that stuff they always say. And then the Cerritos arrives just in time with the tractor beam to save them out and pull them into a stable orbit. Because the Archimedes is so screwed up, Freeman actually goes to make first contact. As you may recall, in season one, they're upset that they could only do second contact. But this is Freeman's first first contact. She's a little nervous, but everyone's there to support her, including Mariner, who's like, it's great, Mom. Uh, finally, Tendi confronts Dr. Tiana, uh, who tells her that, yeah, she is going to take her off of sickbay. 
She's going to move her into senior science officer training. And it's great. Uh, <laughs> there's a joke in there just for your D Space Nine heads about Jadzia Dax. And Dr. Tiana knows nothing about Jadzia Dax. He's like, like Spock, you idiot. Anyway, Tendi hugs Tiana. Dr. Tiana's fine with it. Boimler puts out the poster. It's no longer Captain Freeman Day. It's first contact day. Captain is super drunk because the Lapirians are super friendly and want to get drunk with them. Mariner is able to go to Jennifer and thank her and realizes that she's been a jerk all year because she has a tendency to push people away when she likes them. Ah, letting down her defenses. Everyone boasts the Cerritos. A team from Starfleet Command shows up and they want to come aboard. The senior staff all gather around Captain Freeman and say, you know what? We're glad that you're getting your promotion. We're super happy about it. We're here to support you. Freeman says, you know what? I'm going to turn it down because I've never had a better crew. doesn't matter what we do here. Freeman goes into the ready room, to into the conference room to tell them I'm turning it down. Turns out they're not there to promote Captain Freeman. They're there to arrest Captain Freeman. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 indeed. Uh-oh. Where's my dun, 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 dun. Bollocks. We can have a flashback. Flashback cliffhanger. <laughs> and now present cliffhanger. Yes. Apparently the packed planet called Packled Planet was low and up that day. And <clears throat> Captain Bell of Star Street Starfleet has proof that Freeman with the Klingons in order to it's Klingon extremists, the ones we met in the penultimate episode, to blow up the planet while Freeman was conveniently on this mission of first contact. And Freeman will have to face a tribunal. It's like, you know what? Stand down. I'm going to go. Just don't let the crew know until we get this all sorted out. Crew's all lined up to do the thing where they the cap the last time she walks off the ship and they see that she's in handcuffs and everyone is sad. And the episode... And the season end the crew looking on as the security ship takes off with Captain Freeman for her tribunal. The end. I did also write note to self. Why is security always evil? <laughs> it's always evil security. Uh, season one of, of TNG season one of Picard. There was evil security. They've been infiltrated. They always like the evil security people. Even Enterprise had like the uh, security that had been whatever in the section thirty one. Oh, section thirty one, uh, mm-hmm. Discovery season two, right? Uh, what's his name who ran the ship? Anyway, that is episode ten of season two, Star Trek Lower Decks. I forgot that we're doing that now at the end of the rundown. And now, it's got to be longer every time, and I mention it to killer Romulan warrior nuns. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are uh, at uh, Lower Deck Central here on uh, Set Phasers, and uh, we go straight to Stevie Mads in the field at the Easter Egg Desk. Stevie, how are you doing today? Hi there, Rocky. Good to be here, as always. Well, uh, you know what? This was a very interesting episode of Star Trek Lower Decks because it was so full of plot that I don't think they really left that much space for the Easter eggs that we are so familiar with, with Lower Decks. Mm-hmm. True. Also, mm-hmm. I have only been able to see this episode once, 
And that was only about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Therefore, I have only picked up two Easter eggs. For that is episode. perfect. Let's go with two Easter eggs. Uh, well, obviously, Captain Freeman Day was the was was the very obvious one, and that was it was but yes. you know a throwback to Captain Picard Day, and then it became mm. First Contact Day, which of course we know about. And then right. the other one, and again, this is a very short Easter egg, but the other one was the the reference that you just mentioned there uh, with regard to Jadzia Dax. Ah, Jadzia Dax. A senior science officer Mm. to outweigh them all, Jadzia Dax. You know what? I'm not mad about Esri Dax either. I know a lot of people were. It's Mm. complicated. We don't need to get into it here. I'm not going to relitigate the Dax situation, but I'm glad we got some mentioning. Mm. Uh, I do think there was possibly some other egg or an Easter egg, if you like, with regard to the new uh, Starship class. Yes. So I think that was the other one. And I forget which class it was, but I know that uh, that was new. And I think they had mm. redesigned the class and Mike McMahon had done it. So we, obviously the Cerritos is the California class. And I think there was a new yes. class that he introduced there with the ship that Captain Sonia had. The the Archimedes. Yes, yeah, it looks more like a classic uh, style Star Trek ship, but it wasn't like a galaxy class mm. or whatever, continental class or whatever. Indeed. Uh, That's all I got. Is that? That's, that's all, that's all got. we got. Well, and it's back to you in the studio, Aki. Thank you so much. Uh, a pleasure as always on location in Arizona at the Easter Egg Dex. Thank you very much, TV man. So now we move on to our uh, penultimate uh, uh, segment of the program. Wow, it's late and it's hard for me to remember what happens next. It's called Quotable Moments. Quotable Moments. It's fun that we have the video of it, isn't it? We do. It's fun to have video. Uh, I have at least two in oh, here in my typewritten notes. Uh, uh, one of them is, may not be correct because I wrote it so fast, but it's when everyone's freaking out in the ready room and Shaq says, I'm so spiritually centered, otherwise I'd snap. I really love that. It's very bizarre. Uh, and <laughs> how's your pa doing? And I really uh, enjoyed when the Archimedes is completely dead in the water and they have 20 hours and they're all looking around and Captain Gomez says, Unless we figure something out, first contact is going to be us crashing into that planet. Then they all look at each other and she says, okay, that's enough existential dread. Back to work. Mm-hmm. Very, very Trek. And I have a third, if I can but find it. I thought you were going to say if you would butt in. Butt it into the comment. I don't know. <laughs> butt it butt in. Butt it in. Indeed. I butt it in. Uh, no, that's it. That's all I have. I wrote another one down, but I didn't make a bold, so I can't find it. I got about four. Ooh, what do you got? I had, I'll tell sickbay to brace for hangovers. I like that one. Yes, that was good. (laughs) There was going to be a party. I get Captain Freeman had quite a few, and then she said, just warp me already. Check my light. Um, (laughs) Shax said, nothing explodes around here without, I cannot read that. Nothing (laughs) explodes around here. Without me being the one who blows it up. I'll take it. We'll go with that. Uh, Captain Freeman again. Get off my yacht. Get off my yacht. Get off Mm -hmm. my yacht. And then Mariner going, because I'm a, and she was responding to her mother. Because I'm a Kirk style free spirit who kicks butt and is super intimidating. Yeah. I just like that. I thought these were all great quotes. Yes. Kirk Mm -hmm. style free spirit. Kirk style free spirit. Who kicks butt. Who kicks butt. And you know she it. She does kick butt. She does kick butt. Yeah. And it gives us a, an in, some insight into how the writers view her. Yeah. Also, her mom kicks butt. So, oh, whatever. 
it's you know Lots it's all butt kickers. Family. They're butt kickers. Well, yeah. mm. shall we move on to next time? Can we? Do we? Do we in fact know what the hell is coming next time? Well, let's get there, and I'll make something up. Alrighty. Next time on Set Phasers. Yes, Stevie, you're right. We have no idea what's coming next. <laughs> well, we do know that uh, the third week of November, Star Trek uh, Discovery Season 4 will begin, and that is a big yep. deal. Uh, I will be on tour for another week and a half, so we might we might take a few weeks off. We, there might be some special content in the old uh, content mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might rewatch all of Star Trek Enterprise. I will. Uh, but yes. either way, uh, we will be back either next week. We will. Or sometime or there. Possibly the week after, I think. And we could start doing what we... I think one of the things that we considered was rewatching the new Star Trek movies. Oh, yes. We mentioned that. And there's three of those. So we can probably... Mm-hmm. Maybe we chill for a week or so. But you'll find out. It'll be on our... Oh, well, we can get into the thing. But it'll be on all the things we're just about to mention. Anyway, if you Indeed. like the episode you just heard, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, this is Seth Phasers. Uh, we put out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcast, and we would love it if you told your friends about us. Indeed. And if you want to see the episodes as they happen, you can watch us live if you become a patron of ours on patreon.com forward slash set phasers. Hashtag, uh, oh no, wait, that's the other thing. Uh, hashtag, we can take it, patronize us, we can take it. Yes, that's, that's your line. Yes. This is, I'm doing a dance right now for the Patreon subscribers. <laughs> Only Patreon subscribers can see what I'm oh, doing right indeed. now. You can, of course, also join us for Netflix watch parties. It's something I find very hard to say. Uh, once a month, we have lots of other little little uh, tidbits, of course, that you can uh, get when you join our patron patronage. And uh, please follow us on the old Instagram. We are at Phasers, and that's it. Phasers podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Hashtag Meme Game Strong. Yes, indeed. Meme Game Strong. And as Stevie just said, if you like us and you want to support us in our continuing mission to discover what Star Trek has in store for us, you can patronize us. We can take it by going to patreon.com slash phasers. Very good, Aki. We have many cool things that can happen, including this dance move that I'm doing right now. Okay. I loved it. Were you yes. trying to do like right. something really, something? really fast? And just, blah, 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 blah. this is all that uh, we offer, and we offer, and we, we only prescribe the things, and we do that. Exactly. Until next week, or the week after, or whenever the hell we decide to do this again, uh, with only probably a week or two in between. My name is Stevie Mans, and uh, we'll be back soon. And I'm uh, Sarita Strong, and this has been set phasers a highly illogical obviously star trek podcast obviously oh like like the band single i love it i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) it's called vertical integration and program